Hello, my name is Chris Pollock. I'm one of the pastors at the 8th Street Church in Oklahoma City, and I want to welcome you to This Week in the Way of Jesus. As a church, we are currently in a sermon series called The Generous Life. Every week in worship, we make this confession together. We confess that we are poor and hungry and thirsty for what we cannot provide ourselves. We need God's grace, and we need one another. Every good thing and every gift we receive is an act of grace by God. And there is only one thing that grace demands, gratitude. That's why I'm inviting you this week into the practice of practicing gratitude. Kingdom is coming. We are praying for it. The kingdom is coming. We are waiting for it. Kingdom is coming. We are working for it. The kingdom is coming. Hear the word of the Lord from Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 1 through 11. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you as a special possession, and you have conquered it and settled there, put some of the first produce from each crop of your harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Go to the priest in charge at the time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors. The priest will then take a basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must then say in the presence of the Lord your God, My ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and a powerful arm, with overwhelming terror, and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God, and bow to the ground and worship before him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we gather around this table, we remember and proclaim Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. There's nothing to fear, and everything... Deuteronomy is commonly known as the fifth book that we find in the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. But scholars discuss often how the book, with its three major sermons given by Moses, can actually be considered the first book of what is called the Former Prophets because this book gives instruction as to how the people of God are to live as they inherit the land of promise and all the blessings that come along with it. By the hand of God, under the leadership of Moses, after a thrilling victory over the world's greatest superpower, a narrowing escape through a raging sea, and a long journey through a vast desert, Israel found themselves on the cusp of a dream. They now stood ready to receive the promise that was coming to them. 
land, freedom, hope, ease, comfort, community. For the first time ever, there was going to be enough. But Moses realized that there would be some that would not be inheritors of this land. Widows, orphans, foreigners, the priests, the Levites, they would not. And Moses also knew the great danger. Affluence can lead to amnesia. So the command was given. Acknowledge that this land and this life is a gift. Present a portion of what you've received from the land as an offering of worship to share so that everyone has enough. And when you do, make sure to retell the story. My father was once a wandering Aramean. In other words, remember who you are and where you came from, because remembering is the antidote to amnesia. Last week, our weekly practice was this, make a grace list, a chorus list. What did you come up with? Did you have any insights? How did you feel when you made this list? Was it hard to worry about what you needed when you have so much already? What were the very serious and real things that you need that you found missing? And what you needed God to do for you? A few months ago, I had a spiritual experience. God has been better to me than I deserve. And for some reason during those days, God's grace, God's chorus, was especially real to me. Since I've come to realize for myself what Scripture is so clear about, there is only one thing grace demands, and it's gratitude. Chorus demands Eucharistia. This is why we receive the Eucharist after we hear the gospel read every week at the 8th Street Church. Eucharist, or Thanksgiving, follows gospel. Grace. I can't really explain it, but I felt the transformation happen inside me and a desire to live a life of gratitude as a response to God's chorus. So, I began to write a list. And here are a few things that I put on the list. I'm grateful that I can move, that I have physical abilities when so many do not. I'm grateful for a healthy heart and body and shoulders and lungs. I'm grateful that I have avenues to keep my body and mind and spirit healthy. I'm grateful for medicine and healing and a divine work in my life. I'm grateful for Holly, the best person I know, and for the life we built together. And I'm grateful even for the struggles we've had. And I'm grateful for my children, Annabelle and Watson. I'm grateful for my upbringing and my education and my faith. I'm grateful that although I'm older, I'm still in a place where my cup can be emptied and filled again with new things. I'm grateful that I am not a person who has it all together, but is a person that gets to hold the wisdom that he's discovered in tension with the fact that he really doesn't know anything at all. I'm grateful that I'm a beginner in this thing called being a friend, a husband, a teacher, a pastor, theologian, father, son, and neighbor. I've learned so much. However, I have so much more to learn. Buddhists, Jews, Christians, Muslims believe that all of life is a gift. And the wisdom of a person comes in counting life, even the goods and the bads, as a gift. I'm thankful for this life. And in my life, the successes, and maybe even more important, the failures, show me that I am indeed alive. And I'm thankful for that. Every footstep tells the story As the people join the feast We remember his blood and body Broken for you and me 
weapon we remember The other we proclaim His death until he comes Oh, he's coming back He's coming back again And every time We break the bread Putting together a list like this is a way that we remember. And Moses gives the command to Israel to remember, because the temptation is to believe all we have and all we've done has been carried out on our own. However, as the epistle writer says, every good and perfect thing comes from God. This is what Moses did not want the people to forget. Because affluence can lead to amnesia, there is a great chance of forgetting. And as a result, those who do not have miss out on the grace that has been afforded to those who do have. When this happens, everyone finds themselves not in a community of neighborliness where stories are shared, identities are shaped, and virtuous practices mold humans into God's people set to participate in God's incoming kingdom, but instead a predatory economy is set in motion. Now humans are urged to collect, hoard, and protect, and are trapped in a work-spend-work system. Don't forget, Moses says. Don't forget, because a greater reality is a possibility. The great vision of Moses, and I might say God, is that each person finds themselves in a community where grace is given, grace is received, so that grace can be given again. Gratitude is a response to grace. And gratitude as a response to grace invites us, with the help of God, to share so that everyone has enough. At the H Street Church, we want to live into the vision that Moses and Israel could only imagine, but the vision that Jesus embodied, that at his table, everyone could be fed and could have a place to feed. In other words, we want to reject a predatory economy and envision a community of neighborliness so that, indeed, everyone does have enough. And every time we break the bread, we drink the You know, there's only one thing that grace demands, and that's gratitude. And there's only one thing that gratitude demands, and that's generosity. Our weekly practice is practicing gratitude. And the only way to do that is to be generous to someone. So consider how you might begin practicing gratitude through generosity this week. Is God calling you to look out for someone with greater intention? Is there a neighbor in need that you know of? Is there a way that you can serve your neighborhood or your church? Could you practice generosity by giving monetarily to an organization that focuses on the needy and the left out? When we come to worship and we present our tithes and offerings, we are saying, God, this is the offering I give to you because you have given me the ability to earn. I was once a wandering Aramean. Let me not forget who I am, where I came from, or who you are in this gift. When we bring our tithes and offerings, it's a way where we, even though we are affluent, keep the amnesia at bay. 
I was asked recently, what difference does receiving communion or Eucharist have on the people of the 8th Street Church? Because you do it every week. My answer to them was, I'm not sure. But like Israel, I would hope that we are a group of people that have so experienced God's grace that we live from this table in our everyday lives, becoming a people of gratitude. Because we remember, like the descendants of the wandering Arameans, that we too are poor and hungry and thirsty for what we cannot provide ourselves. But thanks be to God that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And now you and I are set free, adopted into a good family. The reality is we are not alone. We belong to God and we belong to one another. This is the story that we tell here at the H Street Church every week. And we tell it so that we might not forget. The only response grace demands is gratitude. And the only response gratitude demands is generosity. Now we join with friends and neighbors To celebrate again Around a different kind of table We remember just the same This feast, it is a battle That we wage against the night And this joy is just a shadow Of the resurrection Of the resurrection Thank you for joining us this week as we live the way of Jesus together. I pray and I hope that the grace and peace you need in this season might be yours today so that you might be empowered to share this grace with others. Amen. His death until he 